into it now let me give a disclaimer anything we're going to discuss today is by no means uh, does it constitute medical advice we're discussing the topic from different aspects and different angles also from uh, moral point of view and ethical issues but for medical advice please go and see your doctor or your guy named right miss Togoto, how are you mrs Togoto, right <laughs> Before other people get an idea. Yes. But yeah, yeah, Great. Thank you so much for being here. Giving us your time. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Um, I'm excited about the event that you're going to have, but we'll talk about it as well. Thank you. You have been um, quite involved in the space of talking to people with infertility infertility issues. Yes. Tell us a bit about your journey with this uh, issue and how it began. Ah, every time a person says, tell us <laughs> briefly, yeah. I don't know where to start. Ah, but, go for it. Um, and this, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, all along, whenever I, I tell my story, yeah. I start at the time when I meet my husband. Sure, sure. And it is funny because now the Holy Spirit said you lived before you met your husband. Yes. So I shouldn't tell my story like yeah, Eve, yeah. you know, like I woke up and there was this man <laughs> that says you're the bone yeah, of my yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, I lived before I met my husband. Yeah. And I won't say that I lived a pure life. I won't mm -hmm. say that mm -hmm. I kept myself, sure. although I wished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then one year when I turned 28 years old, uh, I remember saying one of those brief prayers to say, God, now, I think now I'm old enough. Yeah. I need to yeah. get married. Yeah. I always say that before I turned 28, I was too ambitious for marriage. Mm. By too ambitious, I mean where I heard that there was a job in Pulukwane and mm. I packed my bags and I went to Pulukwane. Yeah. Three months later, I heard that, no, actually in Joburg, we're getting paid more. Yeah. I packed my bags yeah, and yeah, I came yeah, back. Yeah. So that wasn't the kind of ambition that would get, get uh, me to be a good wife. Sure. So at 28, my ambition was starting to pay. I was starting to get the jobs without even having to apply for it. And then I knew I needed to settle down. Mm. And God being the God that answers prayers, mm. they, this man we met and mm. he says, let's go out for dinner. Yes. Know, sitting down. And Did you meet Yen Khouten? Yes. Ah, lovely, lovely. And uh, at the end of our dinner, he mm. said to me, I'm not looking for a girlfriend, I'm looking for a wife. Yay. And if this is the person that you are, yeah. I'm going to marry you. Yay. So day one, marriage proposal done. Men who know what they want. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> no, the Bible says he who finds himself a wife. Yes. So you must be a wife before being found. Yes, right? yes, yes. So then, long story short, we did get married. Sure. And... Um, then now, as I said, the jobs are starting to come. Now I'm mm, married. Mm, we have a house. Mm, we have the cars that we've been dreaming mm, of. Mm, and now to complete this beautiful dream, mm, we needed a baby. My. And we had said from day one that because he was married before okay. and he had two girls from his previous uh, mm. marriage. And he said to me, it would be nice. It wasn't like it mm, was needed, but sure. it was. A, it would be nice if we were to have a boy that would yes. complete us. Yes. Uh, but even a girl would be fine, but yeah. a boy would be greater. Yeah. Then every year we're hoping for a boy mm. and nothing happens. Mm. But in the meantime, there are instances where, like there was a time where my younger sister, they were paying Lobola for her. Right. And um, I had missed my periods. Right. So naturally I thought that I was pregnant. Mm. Mm. And they, after they had paid Lobola and everything, and we were at my dad's place, and then I saw bleeding. Mm. So that is the one case where I cannot be sure if it was a miscarriage mm. or it was just late yes, periods. Yes, yes. And this continued for a long time, where mm. sometimes I would have late periods sure. or sometimes just seeing my periods wouldn't be pleasant for mm. every woman it's mm. a good thing but for a woman trying to have a baby yes. because every month you're hoping it's a hope it's a hope I've, I've written somewhere to say that infertility is half agony and half hope sure is there disappointment every month you see that period yes 
Yes. And every month when you start a new month, it's the hope again. Yes. Maybe this is yes. my month. Yes. And then again, you get the agony yes. of sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You go through that throughout. Sorry to, to cut in there. As a couple, while we talk about that journey of month to month, as a couple, when you are trying for a baby and it's over a long period of time, do you think it takes away some kind of intimacy from sexual intercourse where now it's all about work? It's a project. <laughs> I was know? about to say, maybe for him he didn't think that it was yeah. taking away anything yeah. because it was a project. Sure. It was a job description. Eish. It is the time I'm ovulating You're marking right the now. calendar. Yes. Yay. And you better perform when I'm ovulating. <laughs> Yes, no excuses. Better not have a headache when yes. I'm ovulating because we need to make a baby. Yeah. So, even for a woman, now it's not all about the pleasure sure. of marriage. Mm. It's about the job. And yes. at the end of it all, you're thinking, oh, I hope I hope I've fallen pregnant. Mm. I hope I conceive. Yes, yes. So, but as I'm saying, maybe he was enjoying himself. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, then month after month it went like that and mm. then one day I decided I'm going to see a doctor mm. and here I was going to see a doctor without any refer- mm. reference and nobody ever said to me um, I'm seeing Dr. Soren so yes. he's good, yes. whatever, it was just that moment where I woke up and I couldn't bear the pain anymore oh, and needed to do something yes, about ma'am. this yes, then I went to a clinic uh, near us or the hospital near sure. us, when I went there I looked at the board, you know the board at the reception yes. with the names and the specialties and I just chose what felt like a good <laughs> doctor. <laughs> yes, without knowing them. Without knowing them. <laughs> and I went to the doctor's room and when I went there, there was this old lady who was busy filing Yeah. and when she saw me, she said, hi ma'am, how can I help you? And I said, I'm here to see a doctor. She says, oh, it's Friday. The doctor is doing theater, uh, so she, he can't see you. Yeah. I can pencil you in for the next appointment. Uh, so I said, oh, okay. Just then, as I turned to walk, I started crying hmm. because I was hoping to see a doctor. Yes. I was hoping that I'll see a doctor, and the doctor will say, no problem. I'll just give you this pill, yes, and you'll be fine. Yes. But now I'm told I oof, can't even see the oof. doctor. So this lady saw that I cried. Mm. So she said to me, come here, come back, Catherine. And then she made me sit down. She said, what's the problem? So I told her, I've been trying for a baby. It's been a while now and nothing is happening. Mm. So she said to me, would you mind if I prayed? Wow. Mm. So I said, oh, I would love that. Mm. So she prayed Mm. while I continued to cry. Mm. Needless to say, that became my doctor. So I did set up an appointment and I went to see him. Mm. He was brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant doctor. Awesome. And then one day, again, my periods were late. Mm. And I did the pregnancy test. It came out positive. Oh, wow. Two beautiful lines. Mm. And I phoned the doctor and he says, no, we can only see you because now you're speaking to the receptionist. So she can only check Mm, the next available date, which is sometimes a month later because they're so busy. Fine. I didn't think there was anything that needed to rush me to go and see the doctor. Then I went and I phoned my mom and I told her and I phoned my younger sister and I told her and I took my elder sister out for lunch and I showed her. Uh, so I was working yes. around with the pregnancy yeah, Of course. Yeah. And I showed her the pregnancy yeah. strip and she's the kind of person that prays. So yeah. she prayed over the pregnancy oh, strip yes. and we were having fun. Yeah. And then on a Tuesday, I woke up to bleeding. Oh my goodness. And I thought, ah, they say it happens. So I went to work. And when I was at work, I saw that it's getting intense. And I phoned the doctor and I said, I don't care if you don't have any space. It's an emergency. I'm coming right now. So I left the office, went straight to the doctor. When I got there, uh, the lady said, oh, the, the, I went to see the doctor. And mm. the doctor said, oh, you're having a miscarriage. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. Because it was at the early stages, yeah. you can just bleed it out. Oof. My goodness. So that was it. And what are you feeling at this time? As I was driving to the doctor, I remember praying and I said, yeah. God, don't take away my baby. Yeah. Even if you tell me that I need to stay at home to be on bed rest for the whole year, yeah. it's fine. I'll Just do it. mm. don't take the baby. Mm. And 
when you know when you get the news that you mm. have to bleed it out mm. after having prayed so mm. much it was that moment where you ask yourself what is it that I could have done better? Yes. You know, you're starting to question yourself. Yes. Should I have insisted when mm. they told me that the doctor can only see me in a month like I insisted today mm. and say to the doctor, you know, I'm your special case. Mm. Um, but now there's nothing you can do. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Yeah. And I remember going home and hoping that um, maybe they made a mistake. Maybe the sure. bleeding will subside and sure. maybe everything will go well. It yeah. didn't subside. Did family know at this time? I take it obviously your husband knew. My husband, was my mom, pregnancy. my sisters. Yes. Yes, those were the people. Now you have to break the news. Yes. Which is yeah. daunting again. Yes. It's part of the trauma it's part that of women trauma. go through at this. Yes. Mm. And I think my, my, yes, my mom, Ruth, as well knew. Right. So now I just phoned my mom and my mom phoned my sure. sisters and phoned my sure. mom Ruth. Sure. I didn't think even I, I don't think I phoned her. I think I sent her a WhatsApp yeah. to just say, mm. this is happening. And, you know, sometimes a person doesn't know how to respond to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you send such messages and you wait for three hours before a person responds. Yeah. And now that I'm supporting other women, I get it. You understand. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Because you just don't have the words at that point in time. Sure. And you're allowed to just sit and process mm. everything before mm. you can. Otherwise, you might end up saying the wrong things yes. to her. Then. Yes. So you need yes. to pray about it. Yes. Ask the Holy Spirit to interview yes. you by the time you speak it to you. It gives you wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that was on a Tuesday. So I didn't go to work. The rest of the week I was booked off. And on a Sunday, I needed to be in the house of the Lord. Mm. Uh, there is fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. Yes. So I woke up, went to church. And when I got to church, the church is decorated differently. And then I'm asking myself, what's happening? It's the check has chairs are covered with mm. the red tie, the mm. pink tie bags and whatever. Mm. Mm. Only when I sat down, I realized it's Mother's Day. Oh. So oh, now, yes. five days after losing a baby, I yes. have to sit through the service Oof. of Mother's Day. And, and it goes without saying that it was triggering. It was very triggering. It was very triggering. Wow. And when you see Christ, uh, kids for Christ yes. going there and singing and yes. to our mothers, oh. we love you. And the youth going up there and, you know, talking to the mothers, it's a poem. Yes. And I remember very well how a pastor went up the stage, took on the mic and started singing. I remember mama yeah. hey. in a happy way. And then she, he started with his speech. Yeah for the mothers. And then he finished off by saying, we've got small gifts for the mothers. Mothers, please come and get your gifts. Oof. So I'm sitting there. They're not talking to me. Mm. They're talking about mothers. mothers. Somebody who went to the labor ward came out with a child. Yeah. Not able plead it out. Yeah. Sure. So I'm sitting there and as I looked up a bit, now put into me, so re realize this, I'm part of the leadership in church. So I'm right. sitting a bit in front. All of this, you're close to. I'm very close. Kind of an escape, maybe go out and a bit. And you're seeing a 22-year-old girl carrying their baby, mm. proudly going to get, and rightfully so, mm. we are celebrating mm, mothers. Mom. Mm. And as I looked up, pastor looked at me and nodded face slightly. And Mamoruj was standing next to her, to him, and she just, you know, smiled at me to encourage me to go and get it. You know the saying, hurt people, hurt people? It's because that was a beautiful moment, right? But as a hurt person, you take it from mm. the area of hurt. Yes, yes. So instead of appreciating mm. this beautiful moment, yeah. to me it was like, now everyone has to do favors for me. Mm. Mm. Now everyone has to mm. cover mm. the fact that mm. I, married as I am, mm. don't have yes. a baby. Mm. And how long were you into your marriage at this time? Uh, five years. Okay. Five okay. years. And so it continued. Mm. 
And then one day when I went to see my doctor, he says to me, Catherine, we've tried everything we could. Your case, I think, is beyond my scope. Mm. You know, sometimes it's better when you are having infertility issues and they give it a name. Mm. Polycystic uh, ovarian syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Endometriosis. Yeah. If they give it a name, yeah. you can deal with it. Say something. Name it, you know. Yeah. If they call it unexplained infertility, mm. which is what they called mine. How do you fight it? So he said to me, the only thing I can do is recommend that you go to this uh, fertility specialist. Yes, and when I went, I knew as soon as I walked in that the first thing they're going to tell me is IVF. So I had mm. to be ready. Eesh. And I went in. This doctor that never, ever, ever, ever smiles, never shows any yes. emotions, yes. Uh, told me that we'll need to go for a scope and whatever. So it was now procedure after procedure with the aim mm. of eventually going for sure. a IVF. And um, then I got tired. Yeah. And I hear a lot of women that I'm supporting saying I'm tired. And mm. I say to them, being tired is part of the journey. Yes. It, means, it doesn't mean that you've stopped. Yes. It means you're looking and getting to reflect yes. and having a way to fight. Yes. So yes. I got tired, yeah. but in my in my me being tired, I didn't reflect. I was just tired. Yeah, I yeah. just didn't want to do this. I'd like you to give us a bit of insight into the IVF process, right? Because you're saying you're tired. It gives me a sense that it, it entails a lot. There's a lot of up and down movement. There's a lot of... I don't know what it entails, uh, but give us but give us a window there. I hadn't even started. Oh, you there. hadn't started. Oh I my! Okay, I'm still doing procedures. Yeah, to prepare, to prepare for, for it. it. My goodness, and I see. And but I got tired because of the conflict that I had within myself. Mm. Because as a born again Christian, I kept. I then started asking myself, why does it have to be so hard yeah. for me to do something that is yeah. natural? Yeah. yeah, maybe it is not God's. And I think it is those thoughts that got me to be tired. And I remember this lady that I was working with one day. We, it was just the two of us in the office. Then she asked me, Catherine, what are you doing with this? Because I was now open. Even when I would be in an interview, Mm. if they asked me, do you have kids? I would say not yet. Yet. Because I felt, you know, sometimes we curse ourselves with our words. Mm. So she asked me, so are you going to try IVF? And I told her this long story of, you know, if it's Mm. God's will, she said, Mm. if you had cancer, would you stay at home Mm. and allow yourself to die? Mm. Or would you have gone to see a doctor? Yeah. And still have faith that sure. God will heal you. Sure, sure. And I looked at her. She said, "Don't be stupid." Now she used those words. <laughs> she said, "God has given the doctors the wisdom yes. to help us. Yes, yes. If it's not God's will, it doesn't matter how much you're gonna pay for yeah. IVF. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Sure, sure. So she helped me, mm. and she gave me the courage. And I went back to the doctor, mm. and the doctor said, looked at my father and said, "Miss Kokoto." <laughs> Uh, you know, we were just going to do the last procedure and then from there, yeah. we we're going to start with the IVF. Yeah. So that's another one. The devil tricks us to give up just before I see. I see. we get to the finish sure. line. So anyways, we did the last procedure yeah. and then we started. The process of IVF, it's daunting. Mm. Daunting financially, yes. emotionally, yeah. and remember again, they're playing around with your hormones. So yes. also with your hormones, your stresses, your yeah. moods, yeah. your whatever. Yeah. Fortunately, because my husband is slightly older and yes. he's been married before, he knows how to handle a woman mm. with her. We sat down and we discussed it, and mm. I said to him, "They're gonna now." play around with my hormones. Mm. You mentioned it was draining financially. Do medical aids cover it? No. It's, it's only now standard that Discovery is covering it, but you have sure. to be on the premium range. Which is hella and expensive. you need to be yeah. there for two years yeah. before you Without, can. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Otherwise, medical aid, and some of the fertility specialists are not even contracted to any medical aid. Yes. So when you go to them, you have to pay cash. You can claim, claim from the medical yeah. aid. And it's thousands. Yeah. But for the procedure itself, they consider it to be uh, 
voluntary. They yeah, put it in yeah, the same range yeah. as um what do they say? Elective procedures. Ele- yes. yes. Elective procedures. Yeah. So Wow. Hmm. So had to go the first time and they have to do all these things. And then now they prepare your body for it to produce as many eggs as possible. Yes, yes. In that time, they've moved your hormones up and down. And I was working in the quality department. Yeah. I'm dealing with people, so I had to <laughs> watch myself. Am I irritated yeah. because there's yeah. no quality file here? <laughs> oh, is this hormonal <laughs> issues? <laughs> so your moods are swinging and yes. you're experiencing this and that. Besides mood swings, how else this, uh, are these hormone movements affecting you? Is it anyway in physical health, appetite, any other way yes, besides? Yes, you, 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 you have a higher appetite. Okay. You have, or I can just describe what I went through. Yes, and of course. Ho- uh, hot flashes. Yeah. So one minute you, you feel like uh, the mm. menopausal woman. Yeah, I was about to say, now it's yes. menopause. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. there are times where they need to stop your hormones yeah. and they start it again. Yeah. So you're going through yeah. all that. Yeah. Now, we... Then I went, and the doctor said, wow, 10 good eggs. Amazing. Wonderful. And they extracted this. Mm. And I remember then I phoned my sister, and she said, was it not painful? And I couldn't remember the pain. Hmm. And I was like, I don't remember. Hmm. And she just left it. Nowadays, years later, she describes and she says, you know, women that are dealing with infertility don't feel the pain because mm. the emotional pain is so strong that the physical pain I is see, nothing. I see. So I think at that time, it was the emotional joy that was sure. so much that sure. the pain didn't matter. I, I hear you. You're sort of numbed to it. Remember Umakumalo when she had her second ectopic and she said, Yazi, it's as if uh, the doctor can stop with yeah, the yeah. pain medication yeah. because I can rather feel the physical pain yes. because what I'm feeling inside yeah. is just so bad. Yeah. And when she said it, I identified. Sure. Then my husband had to go to produce. Yeah. This is the part where I tell the story. So my husband <laughs> decided he's not going to be the only one that... Okay, so here's how they do it. You don't just send your husband to go in okay. and whatever because the nurse says we need to be sure that it's going to the right place I you see. don't want your child to be somewhere hey, else imagine hey so hey, now hey. he's never been to those uh, <laughs> rooms because yeah. when you go to any fertility specialist offices it's only women mm. Mm. and then men later say it's my baby now he's here for the first time sure and i'm taking him straight to sister iris mm. and say sister iris this is my husband. Get the right, <laughs> Don't get it wrong. <laughs> yes, right, fine. Yeah. And now all the women, we can almost tell. Yeah. He comes in, he goes straight there. Yes, yes. And then when we were driving now back home, he gave me this whole picture of how. And I was like, please don't tell me. And he's like, I'm not going to go through this alone. <laughs> you said it's a partnership thing. Yes, now yes. you need to know what, what I went what through. I went through. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, he yes. gave me the whole detail. Sure. But now they fertilized and all 10 fertilized into embryos. Wow. So we have to wait for them to fertilize to day sure. five. This is one of those waiting and uh, hoping and the, the agony, first five days, the five days of mm. the baby being outside, but it's a baby. Yes. It's the embryo. Mm. And I remember I was phoning the lab every day to say, how are my babies? <laughs> so by day five, I needed to go in now. Yes. In that period, they're also preparing uh, the womb, so mm. you take lots of progesterone and estrogen to just prepare yes, the lining. The yeah, yeah. And then, then I went and they put the two embryos because the doctor said to me, we're not going to put more than two. We're not going to put one, so we're mm. going to increase your chances by two only okay. because three, if all three survive, it's going to be too much on your body. Yes, yes. So he, she put, he put two embryos and as he's putting them, he's scanning me and he's showing me on the camera and he sure. says, look, those two dots, there's your babies. Mm. And now I had to lie down mm. for an hour and then from there I went home. Mm. So I'm going home knowing I've seen my babies. Mm. 
and I didn't go to work the next day and then the day after. And this is one of those jokes where I say, you know, you become so careful. Mm. You don't even want to jump because yes. you're going you to lose the babies. the babies. Yes. And I remember I was parking next to a wall that wasn't so high. Mm. Before all this, I used to park the car and I would jump over the wall. And, <laughs> but this time I would walk around wow. and didn't want to take the <laughs> yeah. stairs, you yeah. know. And so I did everything that I thought was going to keep this baby. Sure, sure. And so you have to wait 10 days after the embryo transfer. At the end of the 10 days, then you do a pregnancy test. Mm, mm. So I waited. At day eight, I saw bleeding. Mm. With progesterone, with everything, I saw bleeding. Mm. So I phoned the clinic and they said, just increase the dosage of your progesterone, Mm. uh, get Mm. bed rest, Mm. sort yourself out. Mm. I did that. It just intensified. I woke up. It was very bad. Mm. So I phoned and I said, mm. the bleeding is intensifying. And the sister said, oh, you're losing the babies. Oh. Stop the medication. And Just like, just like that, easy out. like that. Those words just bleed it out. Do they understand that that's insensitive or uh, as professionals? Probably it's the most sensitive thing that they can say as professionals, you know. I think they are haunting words. This is a baby. When this is my baby. baby. And you know, tell me to just bleed, bleed it, it out. out. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. So, now this time it's even worse because I saw the dots. Yeah. And yeah. I was going, because my mom was a professional nurse, I was going to her for the injections, the progesterone yes. injections. Yes. Now, I need to find a way to tell her. Mm. And so I'm telling my husband, I can't cry. I mean, I've been crying for years. This is the ninth year of crying. Mm. Mm. And another thing is, if I cry, then he'll say, you were happier when you were not trying. Let's rather not try. So I didn't want to show him the agony. So I had to keep it. So I acted all fine. And as soon as the car drove out I allowed myself to just cried. cry it out and as, as much as he was supportive as a husband in all ways he thought he could be much of this journey for yourself and other women is definitely a lonely it is a lonely there's a very lonely part it even if you are married yes he can protect you all he wants he can give you supportive words right uh, he can be as supportive as he can yeah but then at the end of the day, you know, there would be times where he would say, but it's fine. I've never said that we should have a baby. I've said it would be nice yes. if we did. But yeah. Yeah. And I would say, it's easy for you to say that yeah. you have kids. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. Would you say the same if you had no kids? And he would say to me, maybe it's a good thing that I have kids because I don't put pressure on you. So whatever he said, just never, just ever, ever made sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I told him to rather phone my mom because I wasn't going to speak to my mom. And uh, I remember I then started thinking I need to go shopping. Mm. You know, I needed to keep my mind busy. Mm. Mm. And uh, so, he phoned my mom to say, she's not going to come for injections. This is what happened. So, my mom phoned me. And, you know, when you you get so used to acting that you... you, Learn to prepare your voice, and uh, as my mom phoned, I'm like, "Hi, mom. Mm. Hi, you. No, mm. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, mm. I've, I've read up on those things. It doesn't mm. happen. Mm. It doesn't always happen at the first run. And they say the chances get higher with the next runs and whatever. My mom could tell something is not right. Sure. She cannot have gone through this sure. and be the, in the, such in, a in the state fine like mood. Yeah. Now tell me, there were ten embryos. Two were inseminated. Yes. What happens to the other eight? Are frozen. they destroyed or no, frozen. frozen? All right, frozen. great, great. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah, this is the part that I also didn't mention. Sure. So when they told me I should bleed it out, and she puts the phone down. Now I'm like, then I phone back and I say, I say so what do we do? And she says, oh, if you want to try again, mm. you can 
you'll have to wait the three bleeds. Mm. And when she said, if you want to try again, uh, I was like, what kind of a statement is that? <laughs> if, if you want to try again, yeah. like, but then it's fine. Now, as I was saying, then my mom phoned my younger sister to say, your sister went through this and whatever. She's sounding fine, but I'm doubting she yeah, She can't be fine. And just after speaking to my mom, because, you know, she was like, oh, my child, I don't know what to say. I've never mm. gone through what you're going through. Yes. But all I can tell you is that I love you. Yeah. Now, I've got tears in my eyes because I'm hearing these beautiful mm. words. Now, my sister phones. Now, I need to pretend again. <gasps> Hi, sis. And my younger sister, she's two years younger than I am. She's my best friend. Mm. She's also my partner in Hannah's Grace. Said to me, all she said was, put aside two embryos for me. I'll carry them for you. Wow. I'll be your surrogate. Yeah. Just put aside two. Because she asked me, so what no. are you going to do? I said, no, they said in three months' no. time, I should go and try again. This is the other part of this. <laughs> now you start looking for options. In, in other couples, they're like, should we bring in wife okay. number two? Yes. Surrogate yes. parenting, yes. which has got a lot of a issues lot as of well. Issues. Yes. Adoption. Yes. All these, All these thoughts, yeah. thoughts are coming. Yeah. yeah. So she, op- she, she opted to be mm. my surrogate. Mm. And it was, I think those words just brought so much relief for me because it was like, it's not all doom. Mm. Mm. If it's this body that cannot keep this babies because the babies are doing well, somebody's body yeah. might probably work. Yeah. And this is my younger sister. Yes, of course. Mm. And I remember over the time, the period, we would plan on how we're going to do this. Mm. And I started going to see the lawyers as well. Mm. And my younger sister was saying to me, uh, that she usually bonds with her children through uh, during childbirth, and she will then opt for a cesarean section with for mine because mm. then there will be no pains and no mm. pushing and whatever. Mm. Then there will be no bonding. Sure. And she said, "I won't even look at your baby. I'll give birth. They will give you a baby. Mm. I won't see your baby mm. for at least six months." Mm. We planned all this. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, the bleedings are coming and coming, and the third one came. But the third one comes, and it's not a proper mm. bleeding. Mm. It's spotting. Mm. And I can't really tell because then there's a medication that you're supposed to take on yeah. your day two. But yeah. I can't really tell which one is my day mm. two. And now I had to pray. I was like, God, this one is not working the way. The first one worked according. Like when they said, on this day, this is, this is not working yes. the way it's, it's yes. meant to. Yes. And I said, you will help me to decide which one is my day two. There's a pharmacist down the, sh- uh, the the road at the shops. I've seen him giving up uh, giving uh, uh, injections. So if he's able to do um, subcutaneous uh, yes. injection, yes. then I'll know that it is my day two. Mm. If he tells me he can't do subcut, mm. tomorrow at church we're going to have a conference and I'm going to ask... Uh, this lady who is a nurse at church, she should be able to she give able to the, yeah. the subcut. Yeah. Then I'll know that that wasn't this wasn't my day two. Tomorrow is my day two. So I'm now relying mm-hmm. on the Holy Spirit yes. to guide me. I go there. The pharmacist is able to uh, do give me the injection subcut, yes. and I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. It means this is my day two. Mm-hmm. Nothing aligned. Nothing. The bleeding was heavy. You know, when I'm supposed to bleed, then it was heavy. After yeah. the spotting, it got heavy. Yeah. Nothing just made sense. Yeah. And then I remember I was in, uh, in KZN when the bleeding was super heavy. Mm. Then I came back. Then I needed now to go for another transfer. Sure. This bleeding, is it on consecutive days? It's not that it's stopping. You bleed today, tomorrow comes. It's Continuous. Continuous, three Interesting. days. Interesting. And I remember the mm. dates for sure because sure. it was my brother's birthday. Right. It was from the 3rd of November yeah. till the 5th of November. Yeah. It was bad. Any, any abdominal pain with that? Bleeding? No. Just bleeding. Just bleeding, okay. but heavy. Mm. And then I came back, then it was a day. Okay, so in the meantime, I saw a position mm. for a higher position yes. <laughs> with another laboratory. Yes. And I'm like, God, we're not stopping anything right <laughs> yes. now. Uh, if I'm going to be pregnant, I'm going to be a clammy mummy with <laughs> yes. this post. Yes, modern day mom. <laughs> yes. And I applied for the position. 
and I got the position. Lovely. And now it's in the month of November. I'm serving my notice in the at work. Yeah. Yes, at work. And uh, serving my my notice now again. Now I'm continuing with IVF. Mm. Notice or not? Mm. Then I go for because initially I was like, okay, maybe I should delay it for another three months. I'll start in March. And I was like, no, I'm not starting. I'm not mm. waiting. Mm. Excuse me. That month I went for my second trans uh, transplant yes. transfer, and uh, the doctor again did the whole thing and showed me the two dots. Here you are. Here's your babies. Mm. But this time he said something else. He said, Catherine, you've got an hour to lie here, to lie still, and do nothing. Mm. Use this time to pray to whoever you pray to. Sure. Because my job is done here. Mm. It stops here. Mm. So you need to ask your God to be the one that yes. will take you through. So there's a point where the doctor's journey stops. stops. Where they get, there's nothing else. Yes. But I think this is what God wanted me to be. Right. This is the place that God mm. wanted me to be mm. in. To believe that, that it's not the yes. doctor. Yes. For me to be at a point where in my story, I don't talk about doctors yes. and I talk about yes. him as the giver of yes. life. That is not by power nor by might, but by the spirit, the spirit of, of the living God. God. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Then I used that hour. The last time I was there, I didn't use the hour to pray. I was talking to my babies. This time I wasn't talking to the babies. I was talking to God. I was praying for them. I was saying, God, do it this time for your own glory. Yes. yes. And after an hour, then I was released to go home. Because I'm serving my notice, I can't get an extra day yeah, off. Yeah. So I had to go back to work the next day. Mm. And then it continued. Everything went well. Yeah. And then at the three months, first trimester done, before they released me mm. from the fertility specialist to now go to a gynae. Right. Then they said I needed to see a fetal specialist. Fetal specialist, you're not the client. The client is the fetus. <laughs> yes. So if yes. you're pregnant with two babies, you pay twice. Aibo. Yes, you're not the client. Oh, really? Yes. Is, that, is that how it works? It is. Wow. It is. Uh, they My won't daughter. check your weight and whatever. They come in and they check the baby. The scan takes an hour. because they So if you have twins, prepare yourself for two hours. They check everything. From the brain, distance mm. between the brain and the skull. I've mm. got a bit of anatomy and physiology, of so it was so interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, and then he, he measures and he says, yeah, the brain is developing mm. well. Mm. He can see the kidneys. Mm. He can tell they're developing well. Mm. The heart, you can see all the, mm. uh, the, the, the parts. And sure. he's explaining. So everything was looking so beautiful with this baby. By right. the first trimester, we knew what the gender of the baby is. Wow. He even said, do you want to know the gender of the baby? And he hmm. said, yeah, he says, there it is. Mishinuami, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then as he's about to finish, he says, mm, I'm noticing something. Mm. Your cervix is short. It's what we call sure. incompetent. Hey. And because it's short, you might have an instant miscarriage. So now I need to give a recommendation to your doctor on mm. what they're supposed to do. Mm. Then uh, when we, it was on a Saturday when we went for this mm. and it was a Saturday that we had planned that we we're going to go to my father. My father stays in Pumalang okay. to tell him this good news. Mm. So when we went out of the doctor's room, my husband said to me, do we still go to Pumalanga mm. or do we wait for the doctor to give the recommendation right. and will only go once well, we have yes, yes. all good news. Yeah. And I said to him, we are going to Mpumalang mm. because this time God will carry me to the end mm. and beyond. Mm. Where are you finding this faith? I this time because know. you have seen every kind of disappointment on this journey. I don't know. But from the moment, because before the, the, the pregnancy test was confirmed by the lab, yeah, I had done the test myself. Oh, all right. And when I did my the test yeah. myself and I saw it was positive, yeah. when I showed it to my husband, yeah. he got excited and then he remembered all the disappointments. Sure. And I said, don't worry, not this time. Yeah. 
Yeah. This time is to the end and beyond. I can imagine he was scared for you as well. Mm. And my mom gave me the same reaction of, yeah. <gasps> and I said, Eesh. not this time. Mm. I think maybe it was the prayer. I don't know. Yeah. But for some reason, I believe that not this time. Yeah. And so we went to see my father and I said, we're not breaking any bad news. We're sure. just telling him the good news. Yes. We are pregnant. Yes. And yes. the doctor said, it's a boy. Yeah. And we leave it at that. Yeah. So we told my father that. We didn't even tell my mom. Mm. Professional nurse as she is, mm. she was going to panic. Yeah. Didn't tell my younger sister. Mm. He's a doctor. Mm. She was going to panic. Mm. Told them the good news. Left it at that. Mm. Went to see the doctor the next week on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. So mm. I left my job. So I had... After, oh, my good. After the new post. Yes. At the new post. <laughs> and when I realized that I was pregnant, I yeah. was like, stress of the new position, sure. being an area manager. Mm. We are weighing the, the, the oh, options. Mm. And it just, mm. it was a no-brainer. I left my job mm. with my corner office and all. <laughs> left it. So now at this point in time, I'm not even working. So I went to um, the doctor and uh, I said, so what are we going to do? Yeah. And he said, we're going to have to put in a settlage. But already I had read up on it and okay. I knew what a settlement sure. is and what needs to be done. To address the cervix issue, right? Yes. yes. So basically they're closing your cervix. They're oh, saying, your oh. body doesn't want to work, your baby wants to leave, yes, we're yes. going to force this baby, yes, this body to yes. work. And so uh, after that, I went out, mm. phoned the medical aid, requested for them to approve my request for yes. a surgery and they approved and went straight to the house, to home yes. to pick up. I phoned my husband. I was in my pa- house parking lot saying to him, mm. come home, you need yes. to take me to the hospital. I'm going to yes. go in and pack my bags. Yes. When he got there, uh, my bags were packed, and then he took my, me to hospital. My, my and I said to him, don't wait for me. Uh, you'll come and fetch me tomorrow. I'll let my, you know. My goodness. And they went and put in the settlage, and I prayed, mm. prayed, and I sat and watched because obviously it's a surgery. There'll be some mm, bleeding. Now I needed mm, to check. Is it bleeding because now mm, I'm having a miscarriage or is it bleeding mm, from the surgery? It just happened yeah. to be bleeding. Is it, is it a, a very invasive procedure? Is it painful? Inserting the sacrilege? What do you remember from You're it? You're asking me about the pain again. I don't remember <laughs> the pain. And I was asleep throughout and the you, procedure. You, you have said. Because <laughs> I'm thinking procedure after procedure. I've got a history of, of, of back issues. And I had two surgeries already mm. with the back issue. And every time they start talking about another procedure and not... I, I just, I'm tired. I was, I was, I'm even now at a point I'm tired of pain, right? Mm. So I can't imagine... No, I can imagine because I've I've, be, I've been, been in it myself. You get tired yes. of medical procedures. You like no, just just have another way. Yes, yes. But now for you, the only way that to the get there to, yes. is to submit to another and another yes. and another. And you know, even after you've fallen pregnant, you're thinking this is it. Mm. They said first we're trimester done. we're done, yeah. and now they're telling you one more procedure. My goodness. And um. Yeah, you asked if there was pain. All I, c- I remembered is how I prayed for my baby. So yeah. that was the only thing that yeah. mattered. Yeah. Um, if there was pain, I don't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> my body would wow. probably complain 50 years yes. from now. Yes. yes. And then the procedure was done. As I said, I checked the bleeding was subsiding. Yes. So it was from the procedure, not because I'm miscarrying. Sure, sure. And the doctor came to check me and then they discharged mm. me. Now, I've passed my first my my first trimester. Everything is fine, mm. and now my little savings are starting to be depleted. Mm. Now I need to look for a job. Hey, yeah. And there was this old man that had seen me in another po- that position that I was there for a week, mm. and he liked me from mm. there. So I mm. went to him and I'm like, "Boss, what's up? Yeah, I'm mm. here. I'm pregnant, but I'm here. I can give you the best four months before I go on maternity leave, and then." And he said, sure, Ken, I've seen what you can do. So I was offered a position. Awesome. Pregnant as I was. Awesome. And within a month, I got an increase. Needless to Lovely. say, God's grace, the salary was very similar to that. The previous one. Far less stress. Oh. Far less stress. Wow. And I ate around my pregnancy, gained 25 cages in nine months. <laughs> I wasn't bothered. Yes. Um, <laughs> at the end of it all, on the 5th, of August 2016. Hmm. 
eight o'clock, I was willed into theater. Hmm. And once I was willed in, I thought the catheter had come out because I was feeling a bit wet. And the doctor came and said, no, water broke. Hmm. Although it was a scheduled uh, caesarean session, the baby just confirmed. Nature aligned at the the same time. That's God. I don't. I don't know about you, but that's God. <laughs> that's when I said, if you, if uh, there's anything, you just confirmed wow. that none of this was any oh, doctors. Man. None of this was my doing. Yeah. None of this was my none. It was just God. Amazing. And at half past eight, I heard him cry for the first time. Wow. He was born, and wow. his name is Ndiabotokoto. Wow. What an amazing. Amazing testimony. Amen. Victory. Victory. And today Absolutely. you are telling me he's seven years old. Seven years old. First year at school. Yes. And you loving You were sharing me before we were shooting that he's, he's winning prizes at school yes. already. Yes. Going to the principal's high tea. Yeah, at seven already. My so. goodness. Yeah. If, if I could take you a few steps into the story that you were telling us. Hmm. Firstly, Church. And that community. <laughs> there was the Mother's Day uh, uh, experience. There was Mam Fundisi and Um Fundisi also walking the journey with mm-hmm. you. But also, you are in the church leadership, you are known in the church. Uh, um, what was the church, how was the church treating you? Could you feel pressure? Could you feel eyes looking? Or would you say it was more internal? I think it was more internal mm-hmm. because I think, and I'd like to believe, other than Morut and Mamrut and a few people that are close to yeah. me, the others didn't even know that the girl, girls that I have are yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah. Even from other distant relatives, mm. they just know, they knew that I was married and they saw me now coming with yes. girls. And fortunately, they're at the age where they can be my kids. Right. They were the of same course. age as of some of the kids in the family. Yeah, yeah. But. I don't think the church is equipped to support yes. a woman yes. dealing with infertility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah. Because sometimes the Mamuruti has never gone through it. Yes. Sometimes Mamuruti just got married. Yes. When they were, she was ready to fall mm. pregnant, fell pregnant, mm. to a point that maybe she's not even aware yeah. that there's people that struggle. Yes. I mean, I have a friend who said to me, friend, I didn't know that there's people who struggle. Oh. When I saw a person not having children, my assumption is yeah. that she doesn't want Lines children. So that's the thing. And I remember Mama Rudy all this time didn't know what I was going through. Mm. It was one time when she was watching our session with Makumalo and then mm. I explained the story mm. on a mm. Mother's Day. Mm. And she phoned me, she said, I've never cried so much. And she said the next year's Mother's Day, she cried mm. throughout the event because she was then thinking of that girl yes. that, or that woman that they don't know yes. of that is going through what I was wow. going through. So she said, now we need to be able to celebrate mothers sure. and also give a thought to a woman sure. that is going through. And I, I agree with you that we sometimes can be too hard on the church mm. to say they are not supporting mm. But they're not equipped. The church is not equipped. equipped. And simply because this thing is a very specialized medical issue. And if you've never walked in the shoes, you don't Yes, yes. That's why a lot of people with my events put into me so I get the, oh, I'm not the target market. Hmm. And I say, if you have a womb, Mm. you're my target market. Mm. Because it is people who feel that they're not the target market, people who've never struggled, that become the peninas. Mm. You are the one that will uh, trigger the person. Right. You, things like your, your baby showers. You know, you'll be invited to a baby shower, and when you see a woman who is dealing with infertility not attending your baby yes. shower, it's nothing personal. Sure. It's nothing personal because in baby showers, guess what? Because they sing a, they're celebrating a pregnant woman. Yes. Every woman that is there is now reminiscing about their own pregnancy their own and their own childbirth. Right. So when you're sitting around the table or around wherever, yeah. 
everyone is now talking yo hey i was so ugly yo, when i was pregnant yo i remember i thought was so big according to and you don't have a story you right? don't have a story don't have a story right and then maybe one who is in tune will realize that everyone is talking but you're not saying anything yeah. and then they look at you and say so how old is your baby they're thinking they're trying to bring you into the conversation. Maybe you no, just quiet because you're shy. You're shy. But I don't have a story. And then, then you say, I don't have a baby yet. And then that's when everyone gets the, your attention like... And then they say, how old are you? Oof. I'm 37 years old. And someone, no, you need to hurry. Do you know that your chances of having a healthy baby diminish? <laughs> and then they're suddenly all experts and yeah. whatever. And now you have to deal with that. Now you have to explain sometimes. Sometimes you don't want to explain. Sometimes you don't want Maybe to you've had a bad incident that week. Exactly. Emotionally. Exactly. You, you, and you just forced yourself because you're thinking, yeah. oh, my friend will not yes. understand. I and now you're thrown into this. So we need to learn as people to be very sensitive. Sensitive about the questions we yes. ask and the comments we make. And the pass. comments we make. Yes. So if you ask this question and you get this kind, how do you then react? Yes, yes, yes. I want to engage you on, on, on what your advice is on us as a community, um, as husbands, and we need to actually break it down, as church people, as medical people. How do we best support a woman who's going through this journey it, there's no one size where it fits all. i guess so Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah i'll give you an example so i used to hate those mother's day messages that used yes. to say although you're not a mother you're a mother to our kids and mm. whatever i hated them mother to the nation yeah mother to the nation <laughs> and when we had our conversation with umakumaru she yeah. said she loves them oh okay yes mm. so i was receiving them from an area of pain yes. she's receiving them from an area of hope right as i said half agony half hope mm. so the best way to support as a community is to know the person that you support okay yes. nothing stops you from saying nothing mm. Mm. Yeah. sometimes silence is the best it's the best yeah because even a small thing like pray because that can make you feel spiritually insufficient that my faith is not enough and now you're pushing this goal that keeps on moving exactly. and, and, how long. Like, yeah. Yeah. and when you're saying tandas are you saying utang tandas <laughs> precisely <laughs> exactly. that's how you feel insufficient yes. <laughs> so rather say i'll pray with you yeah rather do what the lady at the doctor's office said mm. did Pray with a person. Mm. Just offer to pray for mm. them mm. and pray with a person mm. and let them be. Mm. As a husband, it becomes difficult. Tricky. So you tricky. need to support this person mm -hmm. in the journey and still protect the person from mm. the family. Mm. Because once you're married, everyone will be saying, yeah. When are the babies coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting any younger. And I was blessed uh, i'm blessed that mm. my husband protected me mm. every time a person would say um he would say she's not here for that mm. she's not he here. would he would cover you yes and even though you could feel and i only got to realize now that he says he was walking the journey just as badly as i was walking sure. he felt yes, yes. every yes. A miscarriage. Yes. He felt every loss. Yeah. And he had to be the one that would act strong because had he broken down, yeah. it would break me even Huda. more yes. because then I would think he wants it more. So yes. he had to act like he does it. It means nothing oh, to wow. him so that I could be able mm. to keep on going and knowing mm. that it's just for me. Mm. And the husband is the, can be the forgotten character in the story. Right? He's Even in Hannah's grace, we're only supporting yes. women. Yeah. And my younger sister says to me, we need to do it as a for couples and whatever. Mm. And I'm like, I, I'm not graced to support yeah, of men. Of course, of course. And I need to understand my area of grace. Yes, yes. And uh, maybe one day yeah. I'll meet a Muruti that will Who say... Can partner with you. Yes, yeah. and then, then we can do sure. support men and sure, women. And, sure. yeah, no, I hear you. I hear mm. you. Tell me about Hannah's grace and the work that you're doing. Hannah's grace. Um... I always say my son is a, is a founder of Hannah's Grace. Right. Because this vision 
came to my sister a long time mm. ago before I was even pregnant. Mm. And my sister said she wrestled with God and said, I'm not going to let my sister speak about pain. Mm. Mm. We will be speaking about giving people hope. Right. We'll be talking about your glory, right. your grace. Right. And um, so it had to wait for my son to be born. Yes. And uh, then in 2020, lockdown. But I had been saying that we need to do it sure. and whatever. And it was during lockdown, I said, but this is the season for Hannah's yes. place. Even with the lockdown, we need to reach sure, people. Sure. And we then launched it on Facebook first. Amazing. Mm. And um, which was a good time, you know, because mm. timing is always the best. Mm. Because if it was not lockdown, people were not going to be on Facebook yes, as, much as, as much as they were. Yeah. How was the response when you were starting? Very. Like we were, we, we moved to over. 1,800 mm. membership yeah. in no time. So you were under no illusion that this thing is very the, needed. Yes, yes. It's much needed. And in, in the group, it's not just women who are dealing with infertility, physical infertility. Yeah. Some are saying that it's spiritual. Some are saying that I'm a qualified whatever. I've been looking for yeah. jobs and I'm not getting it. Yeah. But just tapping on those, My. it's just helping yeah. me. So then that December, we we had it had come to me that we needed to do Shiloh. Yes. Initially, in my head, Shiloh was going to be round table. Okay. Few women. Yeah. Ten women. Yeah. Just talking. Uh, just talking. Mm. And when I found this venue, I wanted to go there to request mm. for her to make us hot chocolate cake <laughs> for ten women. Yeah. Yeah. When we left the venue, we were booking a camp. Wow. I don't even know how. Wow. <laughs> we had told her we're going to book out your whole venue. Yeah. I don't know how. Hmm. And we advertised. And we started seeing registrations. And we started seeing payments. Hmm. And then we went. We call it Shiloh because that's in the book of First Samuel. Yes. yes. Or Shiloh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, <laughs> In the book of First Samuel, we are told that Elkanah was taking his yes. family to Shiloh, to Shiloh yes. every year. Yeah. So that's where we took it. Mm. And it was fully booked first year. Wow. I promise you, the day before the event, there were people that were sending me messages to mm. say, can't we get a space, even if it's just for a one-day event? I was I was phoning the venue mm. and saying, add two more for a oh, one-day event wow. and whatever. They were so stressed by you. <laughs> and it was when I saw people coming that I realized, God, this is what, sure. you know, I had planned it my way sure. and God wanted it sure. that way. Sure. And we thought we were done. We thought it was going to be once a year, mm. Shiloh and whatever. Mm. Then God said, you need to go back to the mission. You are supporting women dealing with infertility. Mm. Shiloh, everyone comes. Yes. When are you getting time for them? Mm. And it happened in such a way that I know that I didn't plan that. Because we had a conference that now we were launching the ministry officially mm. in my church. Mm. And I gave my testimony and the lady was recording me and shared the testimony with somebody else that is dealing with infertility. And she phoned me. And as I was speaking to her, I said to her, we need to meet up and talk. Yes. And as I was talking to her, I was like, okay, we can call, invite the other person and whatever. Mm. Then eventually it was now going to be exactly what I had planned. Yes. Long table yes. with only women yes. that are dealing with yes. infertility. Yes. And when I phoned my friend, I said, oh, I need a place and whatever. She said, I'll book a clubhouse mm. where I'm staying. Mm. And I'm going to pay it for you. Sure. Don't worry about it. Wow. The whole luncheon was free. Wow. So now we have what we call Gilgal. Ah. So in Gilgal, that's where we're waiting. Okay. That's where we're camping. Yes. So this one is specific. It's very close to my heart. Okay. It's for women that are dealing with infertility. Yes. So we have the summer camp, which is Shiloh. Everyone is invited. We have a special winter uh, mm. camp just for the women who... Yeah. And you know, we, we, we even buy small gifts for them, yes. just, you know, to make them feel yes. special. Yes. Yes. I remember this year we went, we chose the Mother's Day weekend. I yeah. said, let me take you away from Mother's yes. Day. <laughs> yeah. And on the Mother's Day morning, we had gifts and yes. we put gifts at their doors. Sure. And when they opened the doors, they found the gifts yeah. and they all cried and said, 
I'm getting a Mother's Day gift for, for the, the first, first time. time. Yeah. And I'm getting it from somebody who knows. I get you. Gets. I get you. Yeah. So we have that. Yeah. And this year when we went to Gilgal, God said, you can't be meeting those women twice a year. You can't be meeting them in May for Mother's mm. Day and then mm. in December or November. Mm. Then we had we have now the upper room experience. Right. So Gilgal is a camp. The upper room experience we meet every second month mm-hmm. to pray together. Mm. We get a doctor to just keep us going because they they, they get discouraged. We yes. get discouraged along the way. Yes. So yes. for somebody to just say, Where are you? Let's yeah. pray together. We are still together in this. So we get we have the upper room experience awesome. every second month. So when women come, what programs do you put them through? Or what is your approach in ministering to them and in supporting them? So before I put them in a bigger group, mm-hmm. I support them on a one one on one, one basis yes, first, I right? Support them on a one on one. Get to know what they're going through. Sure. Get to know the medical part of it by referring them yes. to my younger sister. Yes. So once they are ready. And we also want to prepare them so that they understand the confidentiality and whatever. Yes. It's a sensitive thing. Yeah. I can talk about it now because I have a baby. I don't yeah. think I would have been able to yeah. talk about it yeah. if I yeah. didn't. So we need to make sure that they are ready to get into we the get group. You. And then once we are comfortable, then we let the group members know that mm. we'll be adding somebody else. Sure. We're going to keep the numbers manageable. Yes. Yes. And what I've heard because every year I say to them my prayer is that I don't get to see you every year. Mm. I'm not saying it from a place of uh being mm. bad. Mm. I'm saying it from a place of hoping that God will come through yes. for you. Yes. And they said to me this year, every time you say that God says to us that we will continue, we'll mm. come back and mentor mm. uh, all the other people. Yeah. You went through unexplained infertility. You don't understand because you don't sure. understand endometriosis. Sure, sure. And God is saying to us, we'll need to come back and support that. Yes. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. So it looks like Gilgal yeah. and the upper room experience will grow into something that sure. even I don't understand. Amazing. What are some of the good stories that you're hearing from the women? There's some of the testimonies. Oh, what first, are they saying? Year, first year of <laughs> Hannah's Grace, we had this Mamuruti yeah. whom didn't even know what Shiloh was all yeah, about. Yeah. She just had a friend saying, oh, no, I'm going there because mm. our pastor is preaching there. So mm-hmm. they just came because mm. of that. And I remember I was a bit intimidated. And then after I shared my story, she came up and she said, I'm a mom Ruti. I've been married and uh, don't have babies. Yeah. And I have to counsel young girls that are pregnant and they want to terminate. Mm. And still be able to be strong for them and sure. support them and whatever. Sure. And have to hear women who are pregnant and say, ah, mm. pregnant again and mm. whatever. Mm. And because I'm a mom Ruth, the attention is on me mm. all the time. Yeah. And I remember we embraced and we prayed together. Mm. Mm. And we still have that picture where we were just praying. Yes. And that was in December. Mm. In April, she phoned me. And said, my friend, hmm. because we became friends yes. after that, because I would phone her <laughs> yes. and support her. She said, my friend, I'm pregnant. Wow. I'm like, huh? She said, I'm four months pregnant. Ah. She conceived immediately uh, after. At what age? Um, I think she's 28. Okay. She was still young. She's still young at years, the time. Years, All right. Years. All right. And ah. um, that Shiloh 2021, yeah. she came and she came with the testimony. Oh, so wow. she came to tell people that sure. God came through. There are other stories where somebody who had miscarriages mm. throughout and this one breaks my heart. Mm. Then the one last year she fell pregnant and we my sister supported her medically mm. and I supported her in mm. prayers and she went all the way and she had her first baby. After three pregnancies wow. this was the first baby that she was had. Carrying, yeah. And the baby was premature and whatever. And I remember, I think it was day 10 of the, after the baby was born. And I said, thank you, God, and whatever. The baby passed on. And I said, God, you should have told me not to Dear say Lord. thank you to close the prayer yet. You should have yeah. just told me to keep on keeping yes. on. And yeah, she, she is expecting again. Ah, so this time I'll be... Tapping yes. on the Holy Spirit yes. to just keep on wow. guiding. I, I see that a lot of your 
your work through Hannah's Grace and the camps you're doing and the support you're giving is very spiritually based. Yeah. Uh, you do balance it with the medical, yes. which is a good thing, but at the core, yes. it's spiritual. Because as I said in my story, God just made it clear. Yeah. Yes, it was the medical. I needed to be go, to go through yes. the medical part of it, but yes, yes it's, it's sure. all about God. That's good. Uh, as we draw to a close, what's your support to, sorry, your, your advice to women who are exploring other options now, the surrogate parenting, the adoption in other ways. Uh, here's a woman, the husband says, I, we are born and are married. <laughs> there are different options, right, uh, to solve this problem. There and, are. Yeah, but when a woman is exploring options, how do you advise them? The first, first advice, number one, would be to seek medical attention. Okay. Don't just say, I've been mm. trying for a year, for yes. two years now, I'm gonna, yeah, and you're thinking IVF already. Yeah. Just go to your doctor, go through the steps, sure. which is why in, with uh, Hannah's Grace, especially the Sheila this year, we've gone, we covered everyone. Sure, sure. We've got a lady who uh, is a, was a surrogate for her brother. Ah. So we've got sibling surrogacy Ooh. that we'll be hearing from her how families didn't think now you're pregnant and you say it's my mm. brother's child yeah. they, they not think Ew, incest here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and um, we've got um, a medical specialist Dr. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Uh, she's a fertility specialist we've got a genetic specialist That's awesome. uh, that will be because sometimes a person is pregnant at 37 and then the doctor says do down syndrome screening mm. and you're thinking why i've got two other kids mm. Nobody, normal, yeah. why why are you asking mm. me to mm. do it now we've got a psychiatrist very important recovering the mental very, health as well very important uh, we've got a social worker yeah. that will be touching on adoption sure. so we made sure and a pastor of course yes so we made sure that we wow. covered what everything. a balanced panel you have yeah. here um, for people who Want to connect with you? Uh, are you on social media in I'm other on ways? I'm on Facebook. Yeah. What's okay, the name of the page? Active. The page is Hannah's Grace. Hannah's Grace. Hannah's Grace. There and you go. I'm also on Facebook. They can yes. contact me on Facebook, Catherine Kokoto. Awesome. Amen. Yeah. Right. You have been so generous with your heart and your time. Thank you Thanks. for being vulnerable, for uh, sharing this. Um, so much we can talk about around this. <laughs> thank you so much for, for sharing even your story and for the work that you're doing. Amen. Um, so it's, people don't know how, how much boldness and courage we need mm. to do the things that God assigns us to do. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the battle is real. It is to push real. yourself out there and say, I'm going to be a lighthouse. Mm. I'm going to help. Mm. Um, it takes a lot. So, thank, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Captain Togo to talk about, talk about um, infertility and the issues surrounding that. Um, give us a comment. Tell us what you think. This is music.